This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. Before you do that, I've got, you know, you really get this story, this is slightly off tangent, everyone, but you know, when you just get that one wiry hair on your chin that you've been like <laughs> feeling all day. I'm going to go oh, for it. Oh, she's going for it. I love that we were having this very profound moment. And then you're like, I need to pluck my chin, please. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to a brand new season of Go Love Yourself. Oh my God, season five of Go Love Yourself on the first day of a new year is just so pleasing. Isn't it? (laughs) Isn't it? It's like making a list, checking it twice. twice. (laughs) (laughs) So no, no, no. I want to continue with the Christmas song, but we decided we're not going to do Christmas updates this week. We'll do it next week because this week we kind of want to focus on New Year vibes. We new do. Year, new season. Oh, new I'm book. excited. Laura, <laughs> wait, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Laura Addington. Are you telling me that you have written a book? Have I not mentioned it? You have been so quiet about it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Laura has written a book and it is out this week this week yeah and it's <gasps> fucking great i have to say it mate i've got to blow my own trumpet for once it's it's bloody brilliant and i'm so proud of it and actually it's the perfect time of year hopefully because and we're going to talk about it in this episode there is so much noise already about mm. you know new year new you and there is so much pressure i think at this time of year isn't there to like turn over a new leaf but also to to lose weight and mm. to kind of rid ourselves of all the indulgence foods that we've been encouraged to consume in uh, in the festive season. And it's a really, really tricky time of year, like mentally, I think, for yeah. a lot of people because it's no one's got any money after Christmas. It's all a bit doom and gloom and you feel like shit about yourself. So I'm really, really hoping that the book cuts through a little bit uh, of that and makes you realise that you don't need to go on a fad diet and that you can make healthy changes if you want to, but that you'll find just as you are, babes. I love it. Tell us what the book is called and what people will see on the front cover of the book, because this is why Laura's book will cut through the noise of New Year. It's called Diet Starts Monday. <laughs> which love it. I must admit, I had, well, I thought I was going to have to fight my publishers about because mm. I worried that there was going to be confusion about whether people thought I was actually like saying, like, yeah. it's a, like not, a, obviously it's not a diet book. It's a, basically about giving a middle finger up to diet culture beauty standards, the media and all of the other forces at play that make us feel like shit about ourselves. Just to say that if you are kind of feeling this kind of pressure of new year, new you, I really, really hope the book helps. It's like the ultimate body confidence Bible. Everything I've learned over the last few years on how to accept yourself and accept what you see in the mirror. 
It is. It's, it's brilliant. I've only read some of it so far and it is brilliant and it is very well thought out and researched. I just can't wait for people to have it in like what, a few days? Yeah. Oh a few my days. God. It's oh mad. My God. That's it very, is. very scary. It's so exciting, but it is. And it's in this, this beautiful book, this beautiful green book will be sitting in bookshops and online and on people's like social media feeds, cutting through the noise of, you know, the standard it's a new year and you have to do all these new things and change the way you look. Like Laura and I spoke, uh, what last episode of season four, we quite like, an, you know, the opportunity of a new start. We're mm. not mocking that. I quite like that. What I, what we do not appreciate and are not buying into this year, especially is the kind of idea that we need to change how we look because it's the first of January. Um, yeah. and so I think Laura's book alongside this podcast is just gonna be so brilliant for it like she said it, it really will be like your body confidence bible i just can't wait for people to have it oh my god <laughs> thanks babes i'm so excited i'm glad you're excited as well so how are you feeling in terms of do you feel the pressure this year like is have you mm. seen kind of lots and have you have you felt it because i know that it's something that we've both struggled with in the past yeah 100 you just can't not feel it i think because mm. even if you can curate your social media feed within an inch of its life and your you know the people around you aren't talking about that anymore and all of that it is just naturally everywhere so it's difficult to turn it off you're gonna feel it it's just a case of like shushing the noise or maybe being like it's just not for me so mm. you know obviously we know as soon as christmas is done there are celebrities who are launching new like food plans and nutrition plan and movement plans and blah, blah, blah. Companies are doing the same. I know WW have launched something very recently about something and it's just, it's, it's intense. And it's the <laughs> very thing, specific. this is it. I don't even care that much to remember what they're trying to tell me. But yeah, for the first time, it's really, I'm just not bobbed in that way. It's not really, it's not sinking in, Laura. I think two years of doing this podcast and probably about, you know, six months a year before that of trying to really work on myself, like it's not sinking in anymore. It's so lovely. But, yeah. you know, this this episode is kind of going to be for the people that maybe it is sinking in for because we've both been there. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, I think I'm in a similar bait to you, really. I just I feel like I've got this armor on a little bit now and I just mm. feel like all the diet culture rhetoric kind of just bounces off a little bit. And, you know, sometimes it chips away at your armor and that's fine. And that's normal it's natural but but really actually when you know about you know the diet industry and and these influencers trying to sell you shit and how how awful it is like i just i get angry at them for exploiting people that are vulnerable but for me i don't it doesn't really yeah i'm trying not to let it sink in and listen i always want to be healthy i always want to move a bit more and i always want to make better choices when it comes to my food that kind of doesn't change but yeah hell no to going on a diet ever again and that's very liberating yes. especially not in fucking january when it's miserable i know that's the thing like after christmas i think there's like this lull isn't there of like yeah oh christmas is done and you know, all the festivities are over in January. I'm so sorry if you've got a birthday in January, gals, but like January's so bleak. And the thing that I, that we, none of us need on top of that is then feeling shit about ourselves because we have eaten more than we would normally during Christmas and moved less and all of that. And so naturally probably your body's feeling a bit shit, but what we don't need on top of that is then this emotional like manipulation of how dare you have overindulged and eaten more and moved less. And now is the time to get back on it because ew, summer's coming. Get Ugh. your summer body now. Your summer bodies are made in the winter. That nonsense yeah. is what we don't need. So 
it is really difficult to turn it off. It's probably going to take time. Maybe this year isn't your year. Maybe next year will be, but hopefully this might be the start of it. Um, because it's just remembering that like the size of your pants, mate, doesn't make you a good person or a bad person. If you and I lose weight, that we're not a better person for it. We're just as mm. fabulous now as we would be if we were smaller. There's just so much more to life, I think, isn't there? Like, I know. Yeah. So much more oh, to life. I'm just done with it. But I think what I'm, what I am feeling this year, um, and I did find myself doing it like towards the end of last year when I was, again, I've talked about it a little bit before, is the kind of worrying about my parents thing. And I okay. don't really need to worry about them, but I think just naturally as time goes on, the the roles shift, don't they, a little bit. Um, yeah. And so I find myself... <laughs> Nagging my parents about things to look after themselves, phys- their physical health, but I'm not doing the same thing. And it was mm. li- Laura, literally, I was cracking up when I realized what I was doing. So just before Christmas, I dropped my mum off. Um, she was going on a night out. So I took her to someone's house. It's literally, she's the teenager here. I drove her <laughs> to someone else's house. She had a bag full of wine and I dropped her off. And all the way there, I was nagging her. I was like, mum, you've got like, if like, you know, for example, blood pressure was high. I was like, mum, you've got to sort this out. You need to take this seriously. I need you to take this seriously. Abby needs you to take it seriously. <laughs> you need to do this, this, this. Right, in the new year, we're going to do this. And then she got out the car and I was like, have you got your keys? <laughs> <laughs> Call me if you need me. <laughs> oh, I was like, sweet. the tables have turned. Yes. She was like, lost. shut up. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. The point of me dropping my mum off for a night out when I went to go home um, was, yeah, I, I found myself, I was just really sort of laying it on thick. I, and I do with with my dad, my stepmom and my mum because I love them and worry about them. But also I'm conscious that, and I've spoken about it before, like as I'm getting older, protecting my physical health is really important. And I think, as I said, that what I found myself doing at the end of last year would be like, in the new year, let's sort this out. So that's the only kind of diet culture little bit of like new year, new me thing. Mm. However, I cannot more emphatically say it is not to do with what I look like. It is to do with how my body functions and protecting it from things that may be coming my way. But that's my only little bit of new year new meanness and i think I that's think. fair enough of course is that yeah. but this is this is what matters we're all going to worry about our bodies but what matters is how it functions what it does for you how it protects you from illnesses and viruses and all of that rather than wasting your energy and your time on what it looks like or worrying about what other people think it looks like do you know what i mean Absolutely. But yeah, anyway, that is how I'm feeling at the beginning of January and for 2024. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. 
Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. So you may remember way back when, if you're one of our OG listeners, when we first started doing this podcast almost two years ago, we did an episode where we wrote letters addressed to our bodies inspired by the fabulous Stephanie Yeboah. So basically for today's episode, we thought it'd be a really good idea to listen back to those letters and also read you new letters that we've both written to our bodies. And I think it's going to be, I don't know, I was going to say emotional, but I feel like it was emotional. I I'm very curious to see what your letter is and I'm very, very excited to hopefully hear the change and the difference. How are you feeling about this, Smithy? Yeah, so exactly the same for you because when we wrote those letters two years ago, that was kind of like how we started this podcast and it was both of us like laying our hearts on the line a little bit. Like, you know, Laura and I were just two normal girls going about (laughs) our life and then all of a sudden we have a podcast and it was like we had to put our our hearts and souls into these letters to kind of introduce our community to us and explain why we have body confidence issues and body image issues. And also, so you could understand us a little bit better. And so, and so you knew that we were in the same places, the people listening to this podcast and, and things like that. And that was really emotional because for reasons that we'll listen to, I guess in a minute, if we re-listening to these things was really emotional but then two years has passed, literally almost two years to the day has passed. Yeah. And so much has changed. And we've done four seasons of this podcast now that I think that we're both quite different women now. I, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So I think I am intrigued. I'm actually really excited <laughs> to read you my new one, but I am even Same. more excited to hear yours. But I'm dreading listening to the old ones. That's all oh, I'm saying. Really? That's, all, that's okay. it. Going to be emotional. I will cry 15 times. Okay. But oh. you get to go first. So we're going to listen to the first letter that you wrote. And then afterwards, you are going to read us your new letter. Oh, I get to go first. Okay. All right. Let's go. Dear body, I don't really know where to start. I feel like a bit of a knob right in this. <laughs> but I know I've put you through a lot. And I know I owe you an apology. I have abused you emotionally and physically for the longest time. I have starved you, overindulged you, called you the worst names and resented you for holding me back. I didn't move you enough or appreciate what you could do for me in my teens and twenties. I focused instead on the things you couldn't do and how you looked. I resented the muffin top, the chunky thighs and the bingo wings. I wanted to cut you and slice you up with scissors. You deserve better. But please know this. I couldn't help it. I'm still learning and I'm desperately trying to treat you with more love and respect, the love and respect you deserve. That said, I think it would be naive of me to promise you the future will be rosy. I think I will always feel betrayed by you for never giving me the chance to be the one thing I always wanted to be, a mother. I care less now about how you look, but instead grieve for the baby I don't have. You let me down on that part and made me feel like less of a woman. The heartache you have put me through, body. My God. I hope it gets better. I hope it gets easier than this. I would very much like for us to be friends, not enemies. I suspect it won't be easy, but I promise I will try to love you more and punish you less. Who knows what the future holds, body, but I guess we're in this together. With love and kindness always, Laura. Mate. Oh, dear hell. That was very serious, wasn't it? How do you feel? Um... 
yeah, it's a weird mixed bag. Uh, I was dreading the bit about the not being a mother bit because I knew it was coming. Mm. And that was the, when I wrote it, I remember Matt coming up the stairs and was like, you're right. And I'd turn around and was like, snot bubble sobbing. Mm. Um, so that was quite difficult to listen back to. I feel really sad for her. Is that weird? No, not weird. I, I understand. She sounded sad. She did. And very serious. And mm. um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's a lot. I feel heavy. Yeah. Does it feel the same? No, I think that's the nice thing is my letter now is completely different. And mm. I feel a lot happier and better. And I think that, that that letter for me, and we I know we said this at the time, was like therapy. Mm. Um, and now... I feel like in a much better place. So that's, so that's good. But yeah, that just, I just feel very heavy after listening to that because mm. I just remember how fucking sad I was. But in a way, I suppose it is nice. I don't feel as bad now. But I think that's all you can ask for is that like, you know, two years is, is sort of a long time and not a long time, but you just sound different, Laura. Like you sound completely different there. You sound like laid down with stuff and so what was that that was not long after you came out of bake-off mm. that was and you and that was quite a time towards the end and like lots was going on for you I think you might have been still working like full-time at the time and yeah just was, a lot was yeah. going on you sound completely different and like my heart breaks for her yeah. but also how like how awesome that that's what you decided to share with the podcast as well I yeah, really like it's that. a lot. It's very vulnerable. Like I was mm. sort of listening to it thinking, bloody hell, you really went for it. <laughs> but I also like, like you were saying about my voice is different. I feel like I'm so much more confident now. Like, yeah. I feel like, especially at the beginning of the letter, I was like, dear Podrick, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's quite nice. Yeah. I love it. Shall I, okay, shall I read you my new letter? I'm so ready. Let's hear Laura 2024. I'll just say that um, I hadn't heard or even looked at the letter, but I remembered <laughs> the slight beginning of it, which will hopefully make you laugh in a second with the opening. Okay, ready. Dear body, two years on, and I still feel like a right knob <laughs> writing a letter to you. <laughs> but I guess we've come a pretty long way, haven't we? So much so that I actually really struggled writing this letter because the way I feel about you now, most days at least, is ambivalent. In the last two years, I've learned to focus more on what you do for me than what you look like, on moving you more, nourishing you more and appreciating all you do for me. And while I still resent you sometimes when I have a HS flare up or I can't fit into my old jeans or I realise my boobs grow saggier by the day slash minute, I'm really <laughs> glad that we're friends now. Over the years, I always thought my body was the problem. I didn't just have a body. I was my body. But I'm starting to realise now that maybe my body wasn't so much the problem as other people's perceptions of it. It's still hard to exist in a world that wants to shrink you, that assumes you are not just fat, but fat and lazy, fat and stupid, fat and unworthy. So what I'm going to do now, instead of berating you like I did in the past, is continue to accept you while also fighting for greater acceptance of you and other fat bodies alike. All my love, Laura. That's really nice. <laughs> I don't know. It was the bit at the end where you were like, you know, fight for myself, but like fight for other people. Like, Laura, that's so lovely. It, it's such a nice feeling, like, to put mm. that in. I was really struggling to write it, to be honest with yeah. you. Maybe we'll talk about this more once you've done yours. But like, 
yeah, I did struggle a little bit with what to say and I didn't just want to put something down for the sake of it. That's why it's quite short. And then I thought, actually, do you know what as well? Like that has been my biggest privilege and biggest, oh, you're getting emotional, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just really proud of you. Like, thank you. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. Now to be able to say like, generally I feel at peace, Obviously, it's not linear. I still have bad days like everybody else, but generally feel at peace. And also just, yeah, like realising that actually like my, my body was never the problem. Like mm. it's other people's fucking opinions about it that are the problem. And so maybe that was my, maybe that's my calling is to help other fat babes feel better about themselves. <laughs> I mean, if that's your calling, you're smashing it. Like that's <laughs> incredible. No, it was amazing. And I just think, you know, the difference, I hope, I, can, I just can, I can feel our listeners and our community listening to your two letters and just being like you've come so far and how many people will resonate with you then and then now and like have maybe sort of taken that vibe with you um I said I was gonna say journey but I said vibes (laughs) go me (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was incredible thank you babes I'm so buzzing to hear yours now are you ready no (laughs) (laughs) I think it's gonna be a mosh okay and then i think it's gonna be a mosh again but let's yeah. let's go oh, okay no. let's go you got this i'm here you got this dear my big bellied big butted and big boobied body <laughs> start strong um i should probably start with a big fat souls for covering you in scars from those drunk party girl days i guess only we'll ever know why i felt the need to crawl around in smashed glass on that night in the first year of uni and i guess no one will ever know what happened on new year's eve 2010 when we went missing for an hour and turned up with a big bloody gash on our chest but at least (laughs) but at least spending new year's day in a and e with our best mate reading a sex book to the whole waiting room was sure fun we look a bit different to how we did then don't we Bigger clothes, pretty sizable double chin, few stretch marks on that bigger belly, and boy oh boy does our lower back hurt carrying around these G cups. Now H cups. (laughs) It does get us down a bit, and it stops us from doing a lot, and it even makes us feel ugly and worthless sometimes, probably too much of the time. But we're really working on that. We're working on it because, although my hourglass frame from my 20s is a bit more cushiony in my 30s, I'm still the same person I was then although pretty sure I'd think twice about rolling around in glass now. I'm just still as awesome and annoying, fabulous and flaky, lovely and loud as I was 10 years ago. I haven't changed as a person, so why do I think I have just because I wear bigger knickers now? You went through so much in such a short space of time, things you weren't meant to cope with, and so you didn't cope with very well for a little while. You ate and you overate because that was your comfort. You couldn't control your thoughts or your memories, but you could control what you ate. This is why we look different to how we did back then. But although I've put you through a lot, you got me here and you kept me here even when I thought it was too hard. When I thought about what to write for this letter, I instinctively wanted to apologise to you and say sorry for everything. But now I actually want to thank you. Thank you for keeping me here and keeping me safe. And I would rather be fat than not be here at all. I would rather wear bigger clothes than not be here at all. I would rather my back hurt and I had photos of my double chin than not be here at all. So just as you're telling everyone else they're fabulous, wonderful and worthy as they are, how about you remember that too? And don't let this 33-year-old skin bag stop you from doing anything ever again. Go on those fun days and nights out, travel, perform on stage, start dressmaking, date, fall in love. You deserve it, girl. You're super great with some super cool scar stories too. (laughs) Love, 
Oh, oh that gave cute. me goosebumps. <laughs> cool beans. I'm fine. Are you alright? <laughs> it's emotional, isn't it? It's just uh, it's mm. so funny, isn't it? Like 33 feels so long ago now, but <laughs> actually, I'm quite surprised by sort of how far I'd already come at that point. Yeah. I thought, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought I was still like not alright, but I, I, I think, I think where it is is like. I knew it all then. I knew factually I knew it all then, but maybe mm-hmm. I didn't feel it. Right, Whereas maybe yeah. now, two years later, I actually, I know it and I feel it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. It's vibes. It's vibes. So yeah. I think what struck me the most was when like you were saying about better to be in a big, bigger body than not be here at all. And I'd forgotten yeah. that. Mm. And I remember being hit so hard by that, listening to that the first time round. And to be honest with you, it was like a punch to the stomach again. And like my whole body went all funny. It was a great letter. Great letter. I mean, good yeah. luck topping that. <laughs> well, bloody hell, right? I feel so awful because both of yours has been really short. And that one was longer than yours. And this one is currently two A4 pages. Holy fuck. All right, let's get on with it then. Thank God all day. I think I just had a lot to say, but here's what I've done, which is slightly different. Rather than, and this might be cheating and I'm sorry if it is, rather than a letter to my body, it's like I've written it as my body's response to my letter then. So again, you know, as as Laura, I have not listened to that episode since I I forgot what I'd said. I'd forgotten how kind of same as you, like how in depth and intense and Mm. vulnerable, like I said, like, and I remember listening to that again that that was the first time pretty much all my family and friends knew how bad it got for me to have said I didn't want to be here anymore so Mm. I'd forgotten about that so I wrote this and for me this is a very serious letter but I've written it as I said as a response to that letter so it's my body reading this out or replying to me and I've written it in a way that I hope maybe triggers something for somebody to be like fuck this is how I'm treating myself Is the plan. Mm. All right. I'm going to crack on because this is going to take 14 years. Right. Dear Lauren, when you wrote me that letter two years ago, you didn't like me very much. You'd been through so much in the previous five years that you were broken and you weren't very nice to me. In fact, you're a walking red flag. (laughs) You're obsessed with me, but you were so cruel to me and about me. You'd buy me clothes that you knew I loved, but were two or three sizes too small to give me motivation to lose weight. Then you'd buy me clothes in my size that you knew I hated because you thought I'd need to be hidden away. You'd create these comparison pictures of me from when I was younger to try and torment me into changing. You fed me lies every day that my friends and family and people from school and ex-boyfriends were all talking about me and saying how gross I was. Now I'd let myself go. You often stopped me going out because you didn't want anyone to see me. You didn't look after me and you forced me to be idle. You berated me for overeating, even though you knew I was going through something really traumatic and didn't know how to cope with it. You told me repeatedly that I didn't deserve love, that no one would find me attractive or sexy. You didn't help me when I needed it most. And in fact, you watched my sparkle slip away and made it worse every day for years. But what the last two years have shown us both is that how you treated me is not your fault. The magazines you read and movies you watched as a kid ridiculed people in bigger bodies. So how could you not feel that way when your body grew bigger? The way some people commented on your body after going through puberty so young stuck with you because even though you were only a size 12, you were still always the biggest of your friends and a lot of schoolmates. The way that guy broke your heart, how could you not react the way you did? And how on earth were you meant to cope with the 18 months that followed that and everything that happened? 
Yours were, as we learned in therapy, ordinary reactions to extraordinary things in that year. So you manifested the pain, trauma and memories into the only thing you could control and that was eating and hating yourself and hating me. Two years later, I'm now certain there was no other way your story could have gone. You had no choice but to treat me the way you did because you thought it was normal. But what also the last two years have shown us is that although it might be normal, it is not okay. I'm proud of how hard you've worked to pull yourself out of that self-loathing cycle. It's literally us two from now until forever. And I love that you now know how important it is to be nice to me and to yourself. I know you'd still like it better if I was a bit smaller, but I also know that you're fine with the fact that I'm not because you don't want to make your lovely life smaller and hard just to fit into a smaller pair of knickers. I love that you now know that you are beautiful and sexy and attractive as you are, but I actually love it so much more that you now feel comfortable to be exactly who you are. 24-7 exuberance and complete history nerdiness and all. <laughs> I know you don't find it easy to love me every day, especially as more and more strangers tell you how much you should hate and change me. But I love how quickly you come back to me now. You know they're wrong and the only opinion about me that matters is yours. I know you still don't really like my arms or my tummy, but it's nice now that you don't hate them anymore and that not liking them doesn't mean that you hate the rest of me or yourself. I know you won't be buying me a bodycon sleeveless dress anytime soon, but that's okay because I feel my best in our colourful floaty 50s dresses anyway. You'll always worry about me because it's literally human nature, but I love that your worries are moving from what I look like to what I can do and protecting me as I get older. Because that's what's actually important. I'm really confident that now your brain is a much nicer place to be. You'll be able to put your overall health first and look after your mental and physical health simultaneously, which I know you know doesn't mean working to make me smaller because you finally realise that weight does not equal health. But this does mean working to make me fitter, more resilient and trying to protect me from things that might be coming my way and means making you even happier and even more sparkly. And remember, Lauren, you have got to practice what you preach. You can't worry and nag your parents for looking after themselves when you're not doing the same thing. You are so incredibly lucky to be happy and healthy. Don't take it for granted. And finally, I'm so pleased you like me again now and that you're able to use all that energy and brain power you used to hate me in different ways now. I see you using it to work harder, to protect your mental health, to plan for the future, to look after your family and help others. The way we have worked together in the last two years to help other people who feel similar to how you used to is maybe the thing I'm proudest of you for. I know how scary it was to be so open and vulnerable about my weight gain when you started the podcast, but look what it did. Look what it helped create. Helping other people to like themselves more, just how you've spent the last two years working to like you and me more is probably the best thing you've ever done and ever will do, other than finally getting me some bras that actually fit. <laughs> Anyway, all is to say, I like that you like me now, like you like like me and you and I <laughs> and I think you're actually close to loving me unconditionally very soon. Keep going and keep helping love your body. Oh, wow. You smashed that. <laughs> God, I feel like my shit now. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. <laughs> it's definitely not. Mine is 15 times the length of yours. My goodness. My size is what matters, babes. Oh, so good. <laughs> good what a great idea as well like I love the way that you've done that like from your body I do you know what I, I like you I I've been trying to as soon as we knew we were doing this I've been thinking in my head what I can say and then yeah. sitting down to properly write it last week I was like I don't really know what to say because I kind of started it off with being like hi body oh uh, yeah hi body sorry I don't really think about you as much anymore 
Because I was like, <laughs> I, like I don't give it the same thought. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. this is hopefully going to be a really impactful episode to our lovely community. And that first bit that I wrote about kind of like the, you know, you used to buy me clothes, two sizes too small. And you told me I couldn't go out and all of that. I wrote the other way around to begin with. So it was like, I'd buy you clothes that you loved and all of that. And I think turning mm. it around, what I wanted to do with that is kind of to shock people into realizing the extent of harm that we cause ourselves when we treat our bodies this way. So all yeah. of those things are things that we have probably all done and potentially even worse to our bodies just because we're worried about the size of them or what other people think of them. And so I, it was a bit shocking to kind of read it. And I'm, I'm so sorry if it's upset anybody. And I, I definitely, that wasn't the intention, but what I hope that will do is maybe shock people into going, fuck this shit. Life mm. is too short to treat myself that way and to think about myself that way. And because life on the other side, guys, I just, it's just so nice. It's just so nice. I have no doubt that, that, that your letter, both letters actually will really resonate with a lot of people and, and, and hopefully help and sink in. And like you say, make them realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that it's, it's, you know, it's truly wonderful uh, and truly freeing. And it's, you know, like I said earlier, I think it's important to also say it's not linear. Like we, we haven't got to a point now where we look in the mirror and go, you know, we're, we're happy or accepting every single day, but we mostly are. And I think mm. that's so powerful considering where we both were. I think so as well, mate. Like I can't, I just, I think human nature and instinctively probably being a woman, I can't ever see a, a world in which I'm going to, walk out in that bodycon sleeveless dress and be like, I am fabulous. And I don't, you know, I am great. And I love myself every minute of every day. I don't think it's possible, but like from where like I am now and you are now to where we were two years ago when we were reading those letters is a world apart. And this just feels so much more comfortable. And there are so much more bigger things going on in all of our lives, including everybody listening. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to everybody than what we worrying about our bodies and I think when you're out of it, then like this was a really good chance to reflect and reflect on how much energy and time and stress we put into hating ourselves. And now what we've been able to do now we've freed up that brain space, which sounds very like kind of top heavy, but the amount of brain space it takes to hate yourself and putting it to other things is just so much more worthwhile. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed doing this. Me too. Yeah, it's very cathartic. It's like I feel a bit like like you know when you you have like a counselling session or therapy and like, it opens up like wounds mm. and stuff. And you feel a bit vulnerable and a bit weird. Mm. Um, I feel a bit like that. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you guys listening found that useful or interesting. And I really, really hope it encourages you to write a letter to your body, or uh, if you've already done that, do what Lauren did, which was write a response. Uh, from your body I think that's so clever I absolutely love that idea I just think it kind of puts the onus on on us and like you write down how you've treated yeah. your body like do you know what yeah. I mean it just was quite like take it back yeah so if you get time and especially if you are feeling the kind of new year new you pressure and bullshit and all all of that please pick up a pen and paper or your phone or your laptop or your computer and get those thoughts down write those letters to yourself um, and let us know how you get on we'd love to hear from you yeah, 100%. So, Laura, do you think, given just how different you are in your two letters, if you didn't have the podcast, do you think you would be feeling the same now? Do you think you would have been on the same journey? And do you think, 
your bitch. like recovery healing would be the same? I genuinely don't. I think this podcast, as much as, you know, hopefully it helps other people that are listening, I selfishly think it has really helped me and us as well. Um, and it's so it's so great. <laughs> We're so great. No, we are so what excellent. I mean, <laughs> what I mean is it's it's such a great opportunity because it it's allowed us, I think, to have the more in-depth nuanced conversations we, we live in a world where like everything is black and white and we have these kind of sound bites of like news and opinions on something so you instantly have to have an opinion on something whereas as we know in life like everything is so complicated and complex and deserves that kind of more in detail research and thought and especially when it comes to body confidence and body image and body issues i think doing this podcast and doing the research chatting very openly has like oh I dare say it like been life-changing for me what about you I I couldn't agree more I think like Laura and I have this very very unique opportunity that we have this podcast and we can have these chats every week and I think we've kind of we've just jumped in like fully into it and we've made sure we've had guests on about topics that we both want to know about and need to know about. And we've said things to each other that, you know, we wouldn't have said to other people and like, like this, having these chats every week, like, like sitting with you, Laura, every week, I wouldn't, if we're not doing this, I wouldn't be doing it elsewhere. I wouldn't just be calling Mm. up my mum and talking like this or calling up one of the girls and talking like this. So the fact that we can do this has been so healing, I think in a number of ways, because, you know, time is a good healer. So for me, being two years further on from, you know, the sort of falling apart at, you know, at the end of 2017 is probably a big help. But also I've been able to kind of talk about the things that were occupying so much like space in my brain and get them Mm. out like categorically 1000% would not be in this place without it. There's been other things that have obviously contributed and been really good, you know, leaving my job as number one, but I definitely wouldn't like or love myself as much as I do without go love yourself. I go loved myself. I went and loved. (laughs) I go loved myself. What the hell is that tense? I went and loved myself. That sounds fun. I go loved myself. Lauren's found that really funny, bless her. (laughs) Um, Just to say that our hope, if it's not too cheesy, our hope for you for 2024 is that you go love yourself. No, go love yourself. It's just go love yourself, isn't it? Is that you go love yourself You go love yourself and love yourselves and love all the other selves. Yeah. All right. It's just gotten weird now. Should we? Yeah, let's wrap it up. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode has not been too emotional or triggering and happy new year again from us. Whether you've been here from the start or whether you're new, we just want to say thank you so, so much for your support. If you want more of us, why wouldn't you? You can give us a follow over on Instagram. Our handle is go love yourself pod, or you can get in touch on email. The email address is go love at crowdnetwork.co.uk. And we have a fabulous community group over on Facebook. Just search for Go Love Yourself Community. We also release extra episodes of the podcast every single week over on Go Love Yourself Plus. You can become a subscriber for just £1 a week and that's where we share the real juicy stuff as well as all the ad-free and early releases. Or you can listen to Go Love Yourself ad-free on Amazon Music. And thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Happy Season 5 of Go Love Yourself. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
Proud Network, a place where you belong. Hello, I'm La La La, let me explain. And this is, it's not you, it's them, but it might be you. I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas, and anything else you throw my way. Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.